Hello and welcome to today's episode of Accountable Arizona Election 2022. Now, something you may not know about me is that I also do stand-up comedy. Arizona has taught me a lot about self-deprecation. But I wanted to reach out to Mary Upchurch, local legend who coined Phoenix Funny. She taught a stand-up workshop for Do Better Comedy. Funnily enough, a few days later, she told me she loved my Doug Ducey cyberbullying. And that's how we met. I didn't feel like I could miss her take on the upcoming election. Here's our conversation. Hi, I'm Mary Upchurch. I go by she and her. Um, And I'm originally from San Diego, California, but I've been in Arizona since 2005. So about, is that 17 years, I think? You've done your due diligence. (laughs) Does that make me an Arizonan? (laughs) (laughs) We'll We'll induct you. What makes you love Arizona? You know, I think it's just a place of great opportunity. I moved, like I said, I moved here after college in 2005, and I was really able to like find my place, found my career, found friends, found community. So I mean, that's, and I think it's like feels weird to say, but it's easier to live here, like say than California. Like I find like it's just. I'm remembering that as I say it, that I used to say that. I'm like, it is easier. You gotta appreciate it, Mary. Um, No, I think it's just like easier to live here. Yeah. I like it. It is easier. Um, It's like easier than what? Right. You know, I mean, I guess easier than living in the snow or um, anyway, I, I like the ease of living here, I guess. And what communities have you felt you're, or seen yourself in are important to you? Like geographically or like social, social. However you want to define it, like both have been, people have used both. I kind of think of either the both comedy scene, uh, for me personally, LGBTQ plus in Arizona. Yeah. And even if it's just your family and like their roots here. I feel like I have dual citizenship when it comes to Arizona in terms of like on one hand I have like this like corporate world business sense and then I've got comedy which I started about seven years ago so that side has really been built up over the last seven years and I feel like I'm always kind of serving both and I kind of try to walk a line in between which can be difficult and does spill over into the politics and as we will probably talk about yeah that's it I agree like I also have the corporate comedy thing going on like who am I Funny, or am I? Can I be myself? Yeah. How can I rebrand myself? Yeah, (laughs) for both. And speaking of politics, who or what are you excited to vote for come November? Okay, I and I'm gonna out myself as being not as educated as I should be on it, but I'll say I am really excited to vote for Katie Hobbs and for Mark Kelly specifically. Um, I'm just really excited by who they are and how they are and and I can't wait to vote for them. I wish I could vote for Beto O'Rourke but I don't live in Texas. I know, we need a lot. I really appreciate the energy that he encapsulates and wish we had some more forward people first politicians in Arizona. What concerns you or scares you as a voter in Arizona? What scares me? It, 
I feel tricked a lot of the times. It's like, you know, I, I think about the the group, let's say our comedy committee, community, and my friends, like our people, and I feel like we think one way or in one direction, and then the state is in a whole other direction. But also it's like, where are those people? Like, I don't see those people. I don't talk to those people. Then I drove to a different part of the town once to like see a friend. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is where they are. Oh, Blake Masters scares the shit out of me also. Um, I think Amen. just so worried about this. But so I think what's scary is like, you don't know. And it's a lot like scorpions. If you have scorpions <laughs> in your house, you know, and you, you're not aware of it yet. It's like they're there, but you don't see them until you get stung. Right. And I feel like that's a metaphor for, for Arizona politics. Is like there's these like kind of scorpions, kind of like just under the surface. Actually, they're very outward on the surface. So I feel like it might be maybe more like you have the big scorpion, and then it's all the teeny ones Ooh. you don't see. <laughs> or rattlesnakes. I and think the, that could yeah. be good too. They just come yeah. out, and you're like, shit, we have a problem. And you, you. And in the last several election cycles, like I used, I remember going like, yeah, I know it's gonna happen. You can tell this is the way it's headed. And I feel like in the last couple of years or the last couple of elections, it's been like, oh, you have no idea. Yeah. And then, and then, even once it's done, you know, people can, can just say, nah. Yeah. And that's what they're gonna do. You can tell. Like, like if I, you know, if Carrie Lake wins, she's gonna be like, we won. This was right. just. She doesn't win. She's gonna say this was rigged. And. and like, there's already the messaging around being willing to violently fight for it. They've yeah. been like, we, if the election's stolen, we're going to fight. Okay. That's another thing that is scary about this is that, actually, it's just immature. It's the dumbest. We used to do that in middle school. I used to do that to manipulate my parents. Let me start telling them a message here so that two days later when I want something, I've already planted the yeah. information and, the, and and people are falling for it. And I'm like... Really? You, 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 yeah. You're falling for this? I think, like, a great example, Blake Masters in particular, like, you'll see certain signs in different areas. So, like, there's signs yeah. that are like, I'm a family man, here's a nice picture. And then there's others that are huge and are like, militarize the border. I think it was one of his ads. I can't remember. One of their ads, it was like a digital, digital depiction of the border with 250,000, like, people. And I'm like, that's not true. It's not. That's just, you just made that up to put fear into old rich white people's brains. Yes. Now you're literally like creating this false narrative. And I'm like, why do you hate Mexicans so much? Well, I didn't know this until past couple of years. Like most of the statistics that get quoted as like illegal immigrants or not that a human being can be illegal but it's mostly people overstaying their visas mm. and not a wall. A wall wouldn't do anything to help. I think that um, there's one trigger word and let me see if I can say this the best way I can, especially being you know, interviewed, but like whenever I hear so many couples sex trafficking with anything, like I know they're just trying to, I'm not saying sex trafficking is great. Some of the commercials are like, sex trafficking coming over the border. I'm like, they're already here. Do you think they're like dragging people over the wall? No. And that's really scary to me. Um, it's just wrapping up one group and saying they're the villain, get them. Yeah. Like, that's dangerous. Has not gone well in the past for anyone really. But it works. It's it works. very effective. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, we'll go more lighter. It also so scary. Less scary, but, and just I think interesting. How do you think politics 
influence comedy. I mean, they give us the all of <laughs> the material. Politics have almost ruined comedy because I can't write anything as good as what you're doing out there. But it's almost kind of like the shared visual. Um, so we all kind of have a visual of these characters and these tropes. So I think that's a huge influence. It's just a matter of going, if I go in front of an audience, do we have the same kind of shared vision? Or am I going to make you mad and you're going to, you know, attack me? Yeah. I love your joke about, uh, I don't want to butcher it. That's okay. Uh, the, like, guns. Yeah. And, like, I can't do that with a North Phoenix. And I think it just speaks to what you were talking about earlier, too, about, like, not knowing what part of town, what yeah. your audience is going to say, or how they've been messaged to. Well, that's a lie, because I do do it in North Phoenix, <laughs> yes. um, but it's very funny to say, I can't do that. So I've had that joke in my mind for a long time, just comparing like the regulations on guns versus the regulation on peanuts. So good. Um, yeah, thank you. Like It's my most probably political joke. And actually, I have one more. I, I like to do like political jokes or serious jokes described as like really silly, dumb jokes. And I did start to get the courage to do that joke doing California. Because I would get like an applause break and I'm like, whoa. And then I was like, you know, if you're so scared to tell this joke, Mary, you need to do it in Arizona. And it's been received pretty well. It, 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 I don't know, it's interesting. And I know I'm not going to change anybody, but maybe we can laugh at ourselves or just kind of see how, wow, that's a little silly. Yeah, I think it starts the conversation. Because it's such a clever, it's such a better way instead of just, I think, talking at people. Right. And I think comedy has been a great way of opening my eyes, I think, to how we're going to ever have these conversations with our fellow yeah. Arizonans is... So, such a good point. I And in the last couple of years, I've kind of realized, because, you know, maybe starting 2020, I was outraged, I was mad, I was angry, and I was yelling. And then I'm realizing, like, well, nobody's going to have a conversation that way. So you kind of have to meet people where they are, where they're at. You have to like respect people's opinion, even if it's different from your own. Um, and it's painful. It's so painful. <laughs> it's like, oh wow. But also they think we're like that. Like I yeah. think like, wow, you're being gaslit. They, they think we are. So it's like, it's so weird. And honestly, just because I don't care to have the, I, then I don't, I don't, I don't have to right. do exactly. this or I don't have to talk to them. Um, and I don't. Um, but also when I was talking about being like dual citizenship, but I do walk the line because I work with a lot of conservative people and like a lot of my friends, you know, have these beliefs who I care about. Um, so I don't know, I've been, I've been juggling trying to balance people and their beliefs. Now, I've heard great arguments that say like, we can't be friends if you don't think people should have equal rights. Like, that is really hard. Um, I don't know where I'm at with that right now. Like. Honestly, I don't want to know right now right. if you don't, ah, yeah, I, I, I've been trying to, I've, I've stayed away. Yeah, and what a hard time with COVID being such an isolating period, right? And so it was almost like it was all we could talk about, but it was all that was dividing us. And it's just, I, I always just felt like everything was eating itself. It's like, and let's it, isolate everybody. Yes. Let's make you know everybody gets up board now. Let's isolate everybody. Let's isolate them together. You know it's a it's a bad it's a pressure cooker. It is, and it we've seen it around. So 
I don't know. And that's, I mean, I guess that's why I'm glad there is comedy to like, how do we look at this in a humorous way? I really love watching like the first 20 minutes of Stephen Colbert and Seth Meyers because I love hearing them put it into a perspective. Yes, I agree with them and I have that same thinking. I also happen to think it's right. But I think it just kind of eases it. It really helps people understand if they're open to listening to like, why is this absurd? My 75 year old conservative retired veteran father has like switched lanes with it and like it's really humor has really helped him see like oh yeah we're getting and that's i think the thing that upsets me the most isn't necessarily like i hate with our two-party system it just often gets into like a football team and we're like arguing we're talking about plays versus like these are human lives at stake right and it's I always, I think, get so passionate as, like, I want others to see, like, no, you're getting screwed, too. (laughs) I want to help. I don't care if you want to go live in the middle of nowhere. All the respect to you. Please just... I don't know why, like, people can't see right in front of them. Like, that one side really only cares about the wealthy, the rich, and their own interests. Whereas... The other side is kind of like, we're trying to make this better for everybody, even yes. you. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of Republicans got their their student loans forgiven also. Right. And it wasn't just for liberal arts, yeah. you know? Like, like they tried to kind of have that little, and we're not even talking about that anymore, right? But, um, yeah, last week. Oh, that man. was last week. But it's not like they were selective and said, only you. Okay, I'll, I'll end with this oh, okay. and give you your pluck, the pluck, whatever you'd love to plug. You coined Phoenix Funny. I love the specific branding because I think Arizona gets laughed at enough, but for good reason. What inspires you to make those, to use your platform to make the jokes about either gun control or PTSD veterans? I mean, it, it, I don't know if this is a good answer, but it comes back to me. Like, yeah. all of it is really, like, me and my quest for, you know, attention, for likes, for, for progressing comedy. Um, but I feel like if I can connect with somebody over those those jokes, like, that's, that's what I'm here to do, is to connect with people to have a positive impact. So that's fantastic. I mean, that's my favorite thing when somebody goes, gosh. And, and, you know, Phoenix Funny came about actually because somebody somebody used it as an insult to me. They, they said, you know, you, of course I was being cocky or I said something and they said, you know, you think you're funny? Like, you're just Phoenix Funny, honey. Give me names. And, <laughs> and I was so sad. I was so upset by that. And I, we were at a festival and my roommate later was like, that's, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, what an insult, you know? Yeah. Then I got to thinking, and and I think this is where the parallels with political go, is, and at the time I wrote it, Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the country. Like, and that's where the joke goes. I'm like, would it be so bad to be Phoenix funny? Like, no. You know, I want to be Glendale funny and Maricopa. (laughs) I want to be Keela Ben funny, that good, dirty funny. I don't know. So, but here's the point, too, with politically, you know, Phoenix and Arizona is a powerhouse. Like they, they matter, and and what we do here matters to the rest of the country. And I think us kind of going blue last presidential election really speaks to that. 
Now nobody believes it, but it happened. While a lot of thanks to the Navajo Nation for right. helping us. And I think and hopefully women are gonna like like really rally this time and say like no. So I do think it's all connected. I, you've kind of now made me think about like all these connections, but uh, it is Phoenix funny, but it's like also like Phoenix political too. Like yeah. we're not just you know California stuff. Sister, yeah, <laughs> um, the retirement okay. home. Yeah, state. maybe. Well, I appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you I for... think, thanks. I, I'm not smart enough to be like a, like I'm pretty smart, but I'm not like clever or like articulate enough. I wish I was, but then also, like I like to consume it. I like to helps me humor helps me understand what's going on. But also, I just want my audience to like have a good time. I don't necessarily want them to feel too challenged. Right. <laughs> they get challenged. It is, it is fan- like it's <laughs> yeah, comedy. It's, it's comedy. Fun. Like just just relax and get your two drinks <laughs> and go home and make out. Like that's all I want people to do. So, but if I can sneak a little bit in there, like it's really fun. And basically, crowds maybe they don't really know where I stand, and yeah. and that's what I kind of want. Does that make me a seller? I don't know, but I, don't think, I think for safety sometimes, to be honest. I want to appeal to everybody, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Well, I had I had one zinger. Wait, make out and go vote. Make That's out and go, go vote. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, please vote. A lot at stake. Um, what do you want our listeners to know? What do you have going on? Well, you can always see my shows, like where I'm performing at maryupchurchcomedy.com. I have a podcast called Wings with Friends. It is not political, but sometimes I get political, but usually over wings. And we talk about meet people like yourself. Um, We'll have you on there soon. And uh, I don't know. So yeah, follow my website. You can see where I'm performing. All right. Well, I'll provide all that information. Thank you. Thank you. I loved getting to hear Mary's thoughts and opinions on the upcoming midterm. I think she speaks for a lot of us when she points out how complex and sometimes hard to follow politics can be. I appreciate her willingness to speak with me and share her story a bit more. Her website is maryupchurchcomedy.com and will be linked at our website. Don't forget to stay accountable, Arizona. Thank you. Thank you to local artist Junk Dior for our intro and outro music, All of Your Days.